0: A man was sitting in a compartment in a train. Across from him was sitting a priest who had a picnic basket beside him. The man had nothing else to do so he just watched the priest. After a while, the priest opened the picnic basket and took out a small cloth, which he placed carefully on his knees. Then he took out a glass bowl. Then he took out a glass bowl and placed it on the cloth. Then he took out a knife and an apple, peeled the apple, cut it up, put the pieces of apple in the bowl. Then he picked up the bowl, leaned over and tripped the apple out of the window. Then he took out a banana, peeled it, cut it up, put it in the bowl, and tipped it out of the window. The same with a pear and a little tin of cherries and a pineapple and a pot of cream. He tipped them all out of the window after carefully preparing them. Then he cleaned. The bowl, dusted off the cloth, and put them back in the picnic basket. The man who had been watching the priest in amazement finally asked, Excuse me, Father, but what are you doing there? To which the priest replied coolly, Making fruit salad. But you are tipping it all out of the window, said the man. Yes, said the priest. I hate fruit salad. People go on carrying things that they hate. They live in their hatred. They go on fingering their wounds so they don't heal. They don't allow them to heal. Their whole life depends on their past. Unless you start living in the present, you will not be able to forget and forgive the past. I don't suggest that you should forget and forgive all that has happened in the past. That is not my approach. I say, live in the present. This is the positive way to approach existence live in the present. That is another way of saying, be more meditative, more aware, more alert. Because when you are alert, aware, you are in the present. Awareness cannot be in the past and cannot be in the future. Awareness knows only the present. Awareness knows no past, no future. It has only one tense the present. Be aware. And as you start enjoying the present more and more, as you feel the bliss of being in the present, you will stop doing this stupid thing that everybody goes on doing. You will stop going into the past. You will not have to forget and forgive. It will simply disappear you will not have to you will not have to forget and forgive it will simply disappear of its own accord you will be surprised where has it gone and once the past is there no more <coughs> future also disappears because future is only a projection of the past to be free from past and the future is to taste freedom for the first time, and in that experience, one becomes whole, healthy, all wounds are healed. Suddenly there are no longer any wounds. You start feeling a deep well-being. You start feeling a deep well-being arising in you. The well-being is the beginning of transformation. What do we make mountains out of molehills? Why do we make mountains out of molehills? Because the ego does not feel good at ease with molehills. Hill, mole it wants mountains. <clears throat> Even if it is misery, it should not be a molehill. It should be an Everest. Even if it is miserable, the ego doesn't want to be an ego doesn't want to be ordinarily miserable. It wants to be extraordinarily miserable. Either this way or that, either either this way or that, one wants to be the first. Hence one goes on making mountains out of more hills. People go on and on creating big problems out of nothing. I have talked to thousands of people about their problems and I have not come across a real problem yet. All problems are bogus. You create them because without problems you feel empty. Without problems there is nothing to do, nothing to fight with. Nowhere to go. People go from one guru to another, from one master to another, from one psychoanalyst to another, from one encounter group to another. Because if they don't go, they feel empty and they suddenly feel life to be meaningless. You create problems so that you can feel the life is a great work, a growth, and you have to struggle hard. The ego can exist only when it struggles, remember, when it fights. And the greater the problem, the greater the challenge. The more your ego arises, soars high. You create problems, problems problems don't exist, and now, if you allow me, there are not even more hills. That too is your trick. You say, okay, there are not big mountains, but there are more hills. No, not even more hills are there. Those are your creations. First. You create more hills out of nothing, then you create mountains out of more hills. And the priests and the psychoanalysts and the gurus are happy because their whole trade exists because of you. If you don't create more hills out of nothing, and then if you don't make your more hills into mountains. What will be the point? What will be the point of gurus helping you? First, you have to be in a condition to be helped. Please look at what you are doing, what nonsense you are doing. First, you create a problem, then you go on in searching of a solution. Just watch why you are creating the problem, just exactly in the beginning when you are creating the problem is the solution. Don't create it. But that won't appeal to you because then you are suddenly thrown flat upon yourself. Nothing to do. No enlightenment. No satori. No samadhi. And you are deeply restless, empty, trying to stuff yourself with anything whatsoever. You don't have any problems. Only this much has to be understood. This very moment, you can drop all problems because they are your creations. So have another look at your problems. The deeper you look, the smaller smaller they will appear. Two. They will appear. Go on looking at them and by and by they will start disappearing. Go on gazing and suddenly you will find there is emptiness, a beautiful emptiness surround you. Nothing to do, nothing to be, because you are already that. Enlightenment is not something to be achieved. It is just to be lived. When I say I achieved enlightenment, I simply mean that I decided to live it, enough is enough, and since then I have lived it. It is a decision that now you are not interested in creating problems, that's all. It is a decision that now you are finished with all this nonsense of creating problems and finding solutions. All this nonsense is a game. You are playing with yourself. You yourself are hiding, and you yourself are seeking. You are both parties, and you know it. That's why when I say it to, that's why when I say it, you smile, you laugh. I'm not talking about anything ridiculous. You understand it. You are laughing at yourself. Just watch yourself laughing. Just look at your own smile. You understand it. It has to be so because it is your own game. You are hiding and waiting for yourself to be able to seek and find yourself. You can find yourself right now because it is you that is hiding. That's why Zen masters go on hiding people. That's why Zen masters go on hitting people. Whenever somebody comes and says, I'd like to be a Buddha, the master gets very hungry. The person is asking nonsense. He is a Buddha. If Buddha comes to me and asks, how to be a Buddha, what am I supposed to do? I will hit his head. If Buddha comes to me and asks how to be a Buddha, what am I supposed to do? I will hit his head. Whom do you think you are fooling? Who do you think you are fooling? You are a Buddha. Don't make unnecessary trouble for yourself and understanding and understanding will dawn on you if you watch how you make a problem bigger and bigger and bigger how you spin it and how you help the wheel to move faster and faster and faster then suddenly you are at the top and suddenly you are at the top of your misery and you are in need of the whole world's sympathy you are a great problem creator Just understand this, and suddenly problems disappear. You are perfectly in shape. You are born perfect. That is the whole message. You are born perfect. Perfection is your innermost nature. You have just to live it. Decide and live it. If you are not yet fed up with the game, you can continue. But don't ask why. You know, the why is simple. The ego cannot exist in emptiness. It needs something to fight with. Even a ghost of your imagination will do, but you need to fight with someone. The ego exists only in conflict. The ego is not an empty, it is a tension. Whenever there is a conflict, the tension arises and the ego exists. When there is no conflict, the tension disappears and the ego disappears. Ego is not a thing, it is just a tension. And of course, nobody wants small tensions, everybody wants big tensions. If your own problems are not enough, you start thinking about humanity and the world and the future, socialism, communism and all that rubbish. You start thinking about it as if the whole world depends on your advice. Then you think, what is going to happen in Israel? What is going to happen in Africa? And you go on advising, and you create problems. People become very excited. They cannot sleep because there is some war going on. They become very excited, their own life is so ordinary that they will have to get extraordinariness from some other source. The nation is indifferently. The nation is in difficulty, so they become identified with this nation. The nation is in difficulty, so they become identified with the nation. The culture is in difficulty. The society is in difficulty now. There are big problems, and you become identified. You are a Hindu, and the Hindu culture is in difficulty. You are a Christian, and the church is in difficulty. The whole world is at at stake now. You become big enough. You are now. You become big through. Your problem. The ego needs some problems. If you understand this, in the very understanding, if you understand this, in the very understanding, the mountains become more hills again. If you understand this, in the very understanding, the mountains become more hills again. And then the more hills also disappear. Suddenly there is emptiness. Pure emptiness, all alone. This is what enlightenment is all about. A deep understanding that there is no problem. Then with no problem to solve, what will you do? Immediately you start living. You will eat. You will sleep. You will love. You will have a ch- chat. You will sing. You will dance. That, what else is there to do? You have become a God. Ye have started living. If there is any God, one thing is certain. He will not have any problems. That much is certain. Then, what is he doing? What is he doing with all this time? Then, what is he doing with all his time? No problems. No psychiatrists to consult. No gurus to go up. No gurus to go and surrender to. What is God doing? What will he do? He must be going crazy. Nothing. Spinning. He must be going crazy. Spinning. No, he is living. His life is total. His life is totally full with life. He is eating, sleeping, dancing, having a love affair, but without any problems. Start living this very moment. You will see that the more you live, the fewer problems there are, because now that your emptiness, but because now the your emptiness is flowering and living, there is no need. When you don't live, the same energy goes sour. The same energy that would have become a flower is stuck and not being allowed to bloom. It becomes a throne in the heart. It is the same energy. Force a small child to sit in the corner and tell him to become completely immobile, unmoving watch what happens just a few minutes before he was prof- he was perfectly at ease flowering now his face will become red because he will have to strain hold himself his whole body will become rigid and he will try to figure figure here he will try to figure here and there, and he will want to jump out of himself. You have forced the energy to sit still. Now it has no purpose, no meaning, no space to move, nowhere to bloom and flower. It is stuck, frozen, rigid. The child is suffering a death, a temporary death. Now if you don't allow the child to run again and move around the garden and play, He will start creating problems. He will fantasize in his mind. He will create problems and start fighting with those problems. He will see a big dog and he will be afraid. Or he will see a ghost and he will have to fight and escape from him. Now he is creating problems. The same energy that was just flowing all around a moment before in all directions, is stuck and becoming sour. If people can dance a little more, sing a little more, be a little crazier, their energy will be flowering more and their problems will by and by disappear. Hence, I insist so much on dance, dance to orgasm. Let the whole energy become dance. And suddenly you will see that you don't a uh, you don't have any head. The energy stuck in the head is moving. The energy stuck in the head is moving all around, creating beautiful patterns, pictures, movement. And when you dance there comes a moment when your body is no longer a rigid thing, it becomes flexible, flowering. When you dance There comes a moment when your boundary is no longer so clear. You melt and merge with the cosmos. The boundaries are mixing. Watch a dancer. You will see that he has become an energy phenomenon. No longer in a fixed form, no longer in a frame. He is flowering out of his frame, out of his form and becoming more alive, more and more alive. But only if you dance yourself will you know what really happens. But only if you dance yourself, but only if you dance yourself, but only if you dance yourself would you know what really happens. The head inside disappears again. You are a child. Then you don't create any problems. Live, dance, live, dance, eat, sleep, do things as totally as possible. And remember again and again, whenever you catch yourself creating any problem, slip out of it immediately. Once you get into the problem, then a solution will be needed. And even if you find a solution, out of that solution, a thousand and one problems will arise again. again. Once you miss the first step, you are in the trap. Whenever you see that now you are slipping into a problem, catch hold of yourself. Run, jump, dance, but don't get into the problem. Do something immediately so that the energy that was creating the problems becomes fluid and frozen, melts, goes back to the cosmos. Primitive people don't have many problems. I have come across pre- I have I, I've, I've come across primitive groups in India who say they don't dream at all. Freud would not be able to believe that it is possible. They don't dream, but if sometimes somebody dreams, it is a rare phenomenon. The whole village fasts, prays to God. Something has gone wrong, something wrong has happened. A man has dreamed. It never happens in their tribe. Because they live so totally that nothing is left in the heart, in the head to be completed in sleep. Whatever you leave, whatever you leave incomplete, has to be completed in your dreams. Whatsoever you have not lived remains as a hangover, and completes itself in the mind. That's when, that's what the dream is. The whole day you go on thinking. The thinking simply shows that you have more energy than you use for living. You have more energy than use. You have more energy than your so-called life needs. You are missing your life. Use more energy than use more energy than fresh energies will be flowing. Just don't be a miser. Just don't be a miser. Use them today. Let today be complete. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Don't be worried about tomorrow. The worry, the problem, the anxiety all simply show one thing, that you are not living rightly, that your life is not yet a celebration, a dance, a festivity, hence all the problems. If you live, ego disappears, life knows no ego it knows only living and living and living life knows no self no center life exhale exalt exhale <clears throat> life exhale you enter into life there is no separation you eat and trees enter into your thoughts the fruit and tree and trees enter into your thought, the trees enter into you through the through the fruit. Then one day you die, you are buried in the earth, and the trees suck you up, and you become fruits. Your children will eat you again. You have been eating your ancestors. The trees have converted them into fruits. You think you are a vegetarian. Don't be discovered. Don't be deceived by appearances. You are all cannibals. Life is one. It goes on moving. It comes into you. It passes through you. In fact, to say that it comes into you isn't right, because then it seems as if life comes into you, and then passes out of you. You don't exist. Only this life's coming and going exists. You don't exist. Only life exists in its tremendous forms, in its energy, in its millions of delights. Once you understand this, let that understanding be the be the only law. Gasha. Gotcha.